hear everything that, that's coming to them tonight. We want to make sure we share this word uh, so it can reach the most amount of people we can get it to. So let's get it out there. Uh, I am DJ, uh, the senior pastor. So if you've never watched before, uh, welcome to Destiny. Uh, usually tonight, uh, we usually we have all kinds of wonderful speakers we bring in for Tuesday at the table. And if you were expecting Daniel tonight, um, he had uh, his father had passed, so he is dealing with all the funeral arrangements. So we're going to keep him in our prayers. And because of that, we always have somebody up and ready to go and miss Rhonda Fleming. She is um, our church administrator. She's here all the time. She's a phenomenal teacher. She is uh, an editor. She, I can't even continue to, to go on with everything that Miss Rhonda does. She's phenomenal. So happy to have her in our church and on our staff, and she does a great job. And she's going to bring us a word tonight, and she has a special thing she likes to do. It's going to be amazing. So I'm going to turn it over to her so everybody just welcome Miss Rhonda to the podium, to the mic. We love you. Thank you for being here, and we're all excited. So here we go. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, too. Um, when he asked me to speak tonight, I thought, well, the one thing I love to do is teach. The three, I love to teach, period, but I love to teach the three-question three Bible study method because it's been so powerful in my life. I was raised in church. By the time I was a young adult, I knew probably all the Bible stories. I feel like I did anyway. And you started one, I could finish it. I could probably tell you where it was located in the Bible. I just knew a lot of facts. And every once in a while, I would hear God speak to me through the scripture. He would like highlight a scripture, but it was, it was not a usual occurrence. And years later, maybe I should say decades later, I was introduced to the three question Bible study method. It's not my method, lots of people use it. They use it in Bible study fellowship. Anne Graham Lotz uses it in her some of her books, and it um, she adds another step to it. But this is just the basic three-question Bible study method. It's very simple. It's not always easy, but it also uh, is very powerful. So for some of you, it's going to be a review. For some of you, hopefully, uh, you will learn to love it as much as I do. So here's what the Bible study method is. You pick out a scripture, or maybe you start in a book and decide to go through that book, like uh, one of the Gospels, or you pick out a Bible story that you like, maybe one you heard when you were younger, you grew up hearing in uh, Sunday school or something, and you decided you decide to study that, that scripture passage. And you then ask three questions. You ask what are the facts, what are the truths and what are some application questions that, um, that I can use to apply this to my life? So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to go through the story of Naaman, Naaman being healed, one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. And we're going to answer those three questions. So one of the main things that you need to do is pray and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you because we know the Bible is alive and active and God speaks to us through it all the time if we're listening. So the big thing with this, this um, type of study is you're asking Holy Spirit to speak to you through this scripture. And he will, we want to know what he's speaking to you about today. So with this method, it's very simple. All you need is your Bible, pen and paper, and answer the three questions. Um, we don't use commentaries. We don't use Bible encyclopedias. We don't use strong concordance. We're just asking God to tell us what he wants to tell us for us, for our life, for today, through whatever scripture we're studying. 
So that's what we're going to do. So let's pray, and then we're going to get started in with the study, with the story of Naaman. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that, that we get to spend time with you in your word and hear what you have to say to us each day. Father, I just pray that tonight you would speak to each person who's listening very specifically about what you want to say to them through this story tonight. It's a powerful story, but God, your word is powerful, all of it. And we just ask you to use it tonight to speak to us and to show us um, something in our life that either we need to change or you want to encourage us to do. And Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I typically go paragraph by paragraph. To me, that, that works out well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the paragraph, and then we're going to look at what the facts are. And the facts are what's there in black and white. The who, what, when, where, why, and how. So we're looking at what that paragraph says. And then the next thing we'll look at is what are the truths? What are some principles or some life lessons that are true in this particular situation but could also be true in other situations in life? And then once we get those truths, then we create some application questions that will help us apply those truths to our life. So let's just go through it, and it'll be a whole lot more. I think it'll be self-explanatory. All right, so I'm going to read the first paragraph in the story. And this story comes from 2 Kings chapter 5, and it's the first 15 verses. And the first paragraph is actually the first verse. So I'm reading from the... New International Version. It says, Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. So the first thing we want to do is find the facts. And that's pretty pretty easy to do in this one because it just it spells them out he was the commander of the army he was a great man in the sight of his master he was highly regarded because the Lord used him to give his country victory he was a valiant soldier but he had leprosy all right so so those are the facts and I would write those down in my facts column, and then I would start looking for some truths. Now, I have to tell you, we may not all get the same truths when we study a scripture, especially like this, because I don't even get the same truths when I study the same scripture maybe six months later, based on what's going on in my life. It's God speaks to us through this, this word that's alive, so he will speak to us exactly where we are. But can anybody think of any truths you can, you can find through this verse, through these facts?
Anybody else? Yeah. Those are good. They're really facts, though, aren't they? Those are the facts. So he was brave. Yeah, he was valiant. Those are facts. See if you can find the truth from those facts. Yeah. He has leprosy. Yeah. All right. How about this? Nobody's life is perfect. Right. right. He had this great resume, right? Yeah. But. but we all have a but. One T. We all have a but. We may have all these great things we can do. We may have all these great things going for us in life. Our resume may look pristine, but there's always something. There's always something. Nobody has a perfect life. Nobody. There are times that we look at people and we think they might have a perfect life, but they don't. So we have all these good facts about him, but the truth is... So truth is something that's not just true in this situation, but can be true in other situations. Nobody's life is perfect. We all have a but. We are not our diagnosis. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so we got the facts down. We've got a couple of truths. So now we need to create some application questions, at least one application question per truth. And these need to be open-ended questions, so no yes or no questions. It's real easy to come up with a yes or no question usually, but it's also real easy to answer a yes or no question. Just, you know, and we want this to be something open-ended so you can really potentially even use these questions in your time with God and talk to Him about them journal with them, with him. So what is an application question? Okay. All right. How about turning that around as an application question for you and your life? Oh, yeah. yeah. How well do I persevere? Yeah. yeah, that would be good. What are my thoughts? Yeah. What is my butt? Yeah. What is my butt? Yep. Yes. Well, just that God doesn't always use all, use all together people. That That's right. That's a blessing. And 
false truth. Yes. Right. That's a great truth out of this verse. Yes. God uses people with flaws. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Very true. That's good. We would need to turn it into a question. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I, like that. I know. I like that too. <laughs> anyway. Yes, it's biblical. That's right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right. So another thing that I thought of uh, while studying this the last time was who do I think has a perfect life? We know they don't, but who do I assume has a perfect life? And since we know they don't, how can I better support them? Maybe get to know them better, maybe pray for them, because there are people out there and we just assume they're perfect. They may be dealing with something horrible and we need to be aware of it. All right, so anything else from that paragraph? I would think he would. I would think he would have because he wanted to get rid of it. So, yeah, I would think so. All right, let's go to the next paragraph. And this is verses 2 and 3. It says, Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. All right, so what are the facts here? Well, she was from Israel. Right. She was there uh, possibly in the beginning against her will. Yes. Right. Then still she has concern. Yeah. Because, you know, she said if he would go see the prophet in Samaria, he could heal. That's right. So she, even though she was taken captive, yes. she still has concern. So that's a truth. That's a truth. Yeah. So here's, here's how I would word that truth. No matter what my past trauma is, I can still share God's love, even with my enemy. Because right. she was taken, I mean, you think about it. I mean, that's like human trafficking today. That's, that's what it's like. She was snatched out of her home, out of her city, out of her country, and taken to this foreign country, and now she has to be a servant to Naaman's wife. Right. Yep. Exactly. And she still, number one, believes that God is good. 
even after the trauma she's been through. And number two, she wants her master, who is her enemy, he, she wants him healed. So those, that's two good truths right there. Yes. She was serving him, that's right. She treated him with honor. Without thinking about his forgiveness. Yes. Which is a big thing on forgiveness. Yes, huge. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that you can move on. That's right. And she's moving on. Yeah. You're choosing to move on from your past by forgiving. That's right. And still choosing by God. Yeah. Or the person that you're thinking about. Yeah. Have you seen God favor a man that's lost hope? That he had God favor, but he yeah. lost it in his marriage. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are some application questions we can come up with? Yeah. Who do I need to forgive to move on and let God use me the way he wants to use me? Yeah, that's good. Right. Am I letting it hold me back in some ways? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I treat my enemies? All right. That's good. Okay. Let's go to the next paragraph. So this is verses 4 through 6. Naaman went to his master, who's the king, and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Wow. <laughs> okay, so the f- we see the facts. Naaman told his king, now I'm sure Naaman had to tell his king. I mean, he was the head of the army. Yeah. Uh, he follows authority. Right, exactly, he follows authority. But he told him what the girl said, and the king said, go. And here's the letter to the king of Israel to take with you. And he also took gold and silver and clothes. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Six thousand, yeah. 
All right, so based on those facts, can you find a truth from this? Yeah, he did. It's true. And they're the one that gave the authority and power over the Israelite nation. Mm hmm. And he was willing to put his name on the line when he sent the letters to Haman. That's true. All right, so how about a truth? That's not just true here, but can be true somewhere else. know it's possible. That's true. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Sometimes we complicate what God wants to do in our life. What did the girl tell him? Go see the prophet. Now, like, like I said a while ago, he had, I'm sure he had to tell his boss where he was going. But did he have to take that gold, all that silver, all those clothes, and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Yeah, he was highly regarded by his king. And the fact that, that he trusted his, his servant here, and she said it, and she just did with like a bunch of money, which was everything that he planned. And she was an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was from an enemy. She was female. Yeah. She was young but she shared hope with him yeah. that he had never heard before. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he had to. But I just feel sometimes we Whoops, we complicate things, you know. God tells us to do something, number one, we might say, oh, I need to fast and pray about this. What? God said do it. Why don't you just do it? You know, it's just a lot simpler. The girl said, go see the prophet. If you just go see the prophet, that would take care of it. So I think sometimes we just, we just complicate things. We bring other people in. We bring things in. I mean, the money, the silver, the gold, the clothes. 
he didn't need to buy. She didn't say, you've got to go pay for this healing. She just said, go see the prophet and you'll be healed. Yes. We complicate things. We complicate church. Yes. Right. When the life God wants us to live is very simple, not easy all the time, but very simple, very simple. All right, so what are some application questions for us based on those truths? Wow. That's excellent. Yeah. Simple faith. Yeah. Rationality. Mm-hmm. And also that, like what you just mentioned earlier, if God tells you to do something, don't look for reasons why you you need to take this or that or what you may have to pay for or whatever. If God's told you to go do something, He's already provided right. the means for it to be accomplished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God tells you to do something, you start praying and fasting and calling all your prayer partners, and and He just asks you to do something. Exactly. Good. All right. So let's move on to the next one. Next paragraph is just verse 7. It says, As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me? Hmm. So what are some truths? What's the truth from this? Kind of a holdover from the previous verses, but 
Yeah, because that's what the letter said. Yeah, and he was stressed out. I mean, he freaked out. <laughs> he freaked out, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a, uh, a sign of real and heavy distress right. in those days. Yeah. He, he's a fully undisturbed general here. Right. Trying to play God. He's fully undisturbed apparently. What yeah. So this is all the result of us complicating, bringing in more people than need to be involved in it, right? Yes. Sometimes they have to make some kinds of decisions. Yes. You just assume these are things you don't know. You don't know. There's been no return communication or anything like that. So Jumping to conclusions. Right. Or it's like that game that I play tricks on because you just keep jumping on it. Right. That's what happens here. Exactly. Nope started out totally different. Yeah. All right, so what's application question we could create for ourselves from this? What do I do in my life to take God out of conflict so that God is holding the peace that creates conflict? Yeah. Involvement. Creates chaos. That's good, yeah. He was kind of pulled into this situation. He wasn't involved in it, and yeah. now he's freaking out. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go to the next paragraph, and this is verses 8 through 10. I love this. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. 
Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. Can't you just see Elisha shaking his head, rolling his eyes? <laughs> King, what are you doing? You, you know me. <laughs> right. I'm right down the street, and you just got to send him to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that whole, how are you stressing out over this? Yeah. Here, have a Snickers. That's right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. So what are some truths we can learn from these, these verses? Know your role. Know your role. Wow, that's good. Have somebody. Yeah. What I get out of that is we should all have somebody who can call us out on our drama. You can say, you need a Snickers, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. Who are you doing life with that can speak into your life? Great application question. Great application question, yeah. All right, the next part of that I just love. Because <laughs> Naaman comes to the king with all these horses and chariots and his servants and probably was a production, I don't know. And then he has to go down to Elisha's house. It doesn't tell you what he's thinking. No. I mean, he could have just taken on his horse, you know, left everybody else there and he could, but he takes everything. Can't you imagine Elisha's neighbors? You know, these chariots come rolling down the street and kicking up, and it's like, really? And that's where I think Elisha was shaking his head again. Like, no, no, you don't need, you don't need all that, you know. So I think that's why he sent his messenger. He didn't go to the door. It's like, no, this isn't how we do this. Yes, that's very good. Yeah. Agreed. And you may have wondered, or somewhere in the back of your mind, just wanted Elisha to know who he was. Mm-hmm. And God probably already told him he was on the way. Yeah, probably did. All right, so sometimes, here's the truth I came up with. Sometimes God humbles us by the messenger he uses with us. Like, Elisha didn't come to the door. He sent a messenger. Well, I bet that was 
that was degrading to Naaman, you know. He'd already messed up with the king, and now he goes to the prophet, and now the prophet doesn't even come to the door. So sometimes God humbles us. You know, and plus, I mean, God had already used the little servant girl. And now he's using Elisha's messenger boy. So... Yeah, that's very possible. And then look at what he told him to do. Sometimes what God tells us to do to solve a problem is very unusual and way outside our comfort zone because this wasn't his country. That's right, yeah. He just went. He mm-hmm. just said, well, no, who's the prophet? It's because I'm already going to tell him what he's mm-hmm. asking for, and he's not even going to ask for it. Right. I mean, that's... that's yeah, that's true. I just mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's what you're getting there. He's just like, mm-hmm. he's going to know there's a prophecy because I'm going to show him, and he's not even going to ask for it. Right. Because I didn't get the letter, and the king got the letter. That's right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just yep. proved he was a prophet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say there was any exchange between the servant and... Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so what are some application questions for those verses? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go wash seven times in the Jordan and you'll be cleansed. Whoa, yeah. And why haven't I done it? <laughs> I'm adding that for me. Yeah. Yeah. And how God uses people. Yes. Who is God using to speak to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. What is what is something that somebody spoke to me that I disregarded based on who they were? Wow. Yes. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, That's a big one. That is a big one. Because sometimes we go. Ah, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just a little servant girl, you know. I mean, That's good. And that leads us to the next paragraph.
verses 11 and 12, but Naaman went away angry and said, I love this. You would think he'd been watching televangelist. (laughs) I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot, and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned off, he turned and went off in a rage. Wow. So what are some truths from this paragraph? Expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Don't put God in a box. That's true. Betty. Yep. Yep. Do anything. South. Ah. Yeah. Out of his comfort zone, too. That's even further away from home. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's pretty much the message he gave, wasn't it? Yeah. And kind of what DJ said there, there's a lot of churches, there's, there's a lot of uh, evangelical preachers out there that could read that response and just, it's called the waiting jacket around. <laughs> Sometimes our expectations of how God is going to do something um, gets in the way of it being done. And it can cause us to get angry. I mean, he just, he's stormed off in anger. And I'm sure he felt, I mean, he was angry at the people around him which we get to, but I think sometimes when God doesn't do things like we think they're supposed to be done or when we think they're supposed to be done, our anger is at Him. In the country. In the, in the country. He's like the vice, yeah. vice president. Mm-hmm. You know, he's coming down saying, look, I get treated like a king where I'm from, and now you're treating me like a servant. Yeah. And I deserve more. Mm-hmm. God, you need more from me. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to And I love. Yeah. We sometimes do the same thing, don't we? We can tell God, well, but you know, it could be done this way, too. It'd be a lot easier on me. It'd be done quicker, you know. Or you just, you know, let's just do it this way. I get the wait nine months. Yeah. <laughs> Why did it take so long? Right. It 
Exactly. 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 Yeah, you just zap them. I mean, you know, that's all you got to do. Which is another thing. This was going to be a process. God does miracles, and he does them instantaneously. He also does them through process. And he was making Naaman do it through a process. Of course, it was a lot shorter than some of my processes have been. But, you know, but still, it was a process that he didn't want to do. For him, yeah, that's true, yeah. And sometimes that's what we expect. We want it to be lights and around people and real dramatic and everybody knows. And God's saying, just go see the prophet. Just go see the prophet. And that thing with all these people there and all the towns watching and Mm -hmm. the king's watching. <laughs> Seven times. In the Jordan. Yes, he did bring his own parade. Mm-hmm. That's right. So what has he told me to do that makes no sense based on where I think we're going? So he's he's thinking God's just going to, well, that Elisha's going to come out and pray and wave his hand and he's going to be healed. And now he tells him to do something totally weird and way out of his comfort zone and what has he told me to do that doesn't line up with where I think we're supposed to be going? And have I done it? Right. Yeah. What I wrote down was what expectations of God have I had that's caused me to miss his blessings in my life? Wow, yeah. Yeah. It didn't look right. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not how you get what you want from That's right. And how often do I tell God how he can answer my prayer? Right. <laughs> yeah. All you got to do is this. You can do anything. All right. Let's look at verses 13 through 14. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father. I love that. They called him Father. If the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Wow. Better than it was. Mm -hmm. Better than he asked for. That's right. 
All right, so what are some truths from these two verses? That's true. But actually, yeah. they're his servants. Yeah. That could have been. Well, yeah. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You come in with an entourage. Right. How many servants do you have? Yeah. So how many people around you are telling you to do something in life, and you're not listening to anybody because mm-hmm. you're so caught up with yourself? That's a good application question. Yeah. yeah. We all need relationships like this. Somebody who can tell us when we're struck by the spirit of stupid. Which is, yeah. That's what my Atlanta pastor says a lot of. We all need somebody who can tell us when we've been struck by the spirit of stupid. Yeah. Don't surround yourself with yes men. Another good truth. Yeah. Right. After all he had done to try to get that healing, yeah, he would have walked away. All right, but he did. He went down and dipped in the Jordan seven times. And I love that his flesh was restored back to like it was as a boy. So even better than what he had even imagined at the very beginning. I mean, just to be healed of leprosy would have been fine, but... Yeah. I mean, his scars, his scars were gone, you know? You think the scars from all the battles he'd been in were gone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all of that was restored. Everything. Yeah. 
God wants to give us more than we can even imagine or ask for. Where have I heard that before? That's a verse in the New Testament, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yes, y'all know that. Mm-hmm. Plus some. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Application questions for those two verses? Yeah. Who, who do I have to call me out on my stuff? Okay. Yeah. Can y'all imagine? I bet every time he came up out of the water, he looked. Right? And after the sixth time? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if he kept looking, and then the sixth time, nothing. And it's like, you know, he could have given up then. When have I walked away after the sixth time? And it was almost there, and my miracle was there, yeah. Right. Do I have the faith to see it through? Yeah. 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 Takes you over the edge. Yes, it does. All the time. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's a good one. So where am I stuck in the process? Because he was stuck s several different places. Since God's promises are yes, mm -hmm. then what do I need to go back to and change? Right. Because there hasn't left me. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's not like he, in his words, he's not changed. Right. He's always been good. He just stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very worried about appearances, yeah. So what have I missed out on because I'm too worried about what other people think? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When God has asked you to get out of the box and go talk to this person or that, or go do this or go say that, how do you kind of feel you were comfortable with that? Another question I came up with is, in what area of my life do I need restoration? Yeah. yeah. He just wanted healing, and he got restoration, total restoration. So that means we can ask for restoration. And then the other question I came up with was, what next step is God waiting on me to obey? You know. He did it six times and came up in no change. Just that one more, one more. The other thing that I saw is that he, I love the way it was worded there because we, we've been talking about his pride, his ego, whatever he was dealing with. He, had, he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan. So he had to, he had to go down he had to go down. I think that was probably on purpose. That I love that whole thing that you could even tie that into almost anything that uh, even giving. You know how many people you know, want to tithe or want to give in the church and because they don't see a blessing yet. They yeah. don't understand. They're like, but I'm giving and I'm tithing. Like, and they just give up. And, and God just keeps saying, no, I'm just trusting. Mm-hmm. And blessings follow obedience. Right. So. He said seven times. Yeah. Do it seven times. Do all seven times. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. All right. Let's read the last verse. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So everything that came before made it worth that. I mean, all that was worth to get to here. God was using every piece of this because now he gets to go back to his country where he's like number two in the nation, and now he knows who the true God is. Right. Now God will use him. Yes. Yes. All right, so what's the truth from this one? Okay, 
Well, God's agenda is always for people to get to know him and his love for them. That, that's always the agenda. Always. And it doesn't matter how it comes. Right. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Some people say that people preach the wrong word or they preach it the wrong way or they have different intentions when they preach, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So that brings us to the application questions. What's an application question for this verse? Too embarrassed because I mean right. leprosy wasn't yeah. wasn't it's something you publicized. Right. Yeah. All right. So how is my current situation going to spread the word about God's love? Right. You know, however He works things out in whatever situation we're in, the people around us are going to watch and they're going to see. So how is God going to use, how can God use my current situation to show others how, how great he is and how much he loves us? Exactly. So quit worrying yeah. about what people think about you. Mm-hmm. Tell them what God did in your life. Yeah. No matter what that was. Yeah. And we're, we're so embarrassed of our past, we 
Thank you. For this purpose. For this yes. Purpose. Yeah. You speak to these people. Mm -hmm. If you're not sharing that, you're not speaking to the people. So how many people are out there that if how many people out there with leprosy yeah. needed to see this? Right. Knowing that they have a God now that, that they know can heal. Yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't know that if you didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Don't see it but hide from it. Yeah. That's true. Yes, very true. But who's watching that needs to know about my process? Who needs to know what God's doing in my life? What I'm asking Him to do? Right, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. That's just the, the process of it. Mm -hmm. He's going to do the same thing, but he's going to go back and it's going to be no matter what. Because think about the rest of his life. He can either walk around and say, I've never had anything wrong with me, or he can walk around and say, no, God healed me. I had leprosy. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's what he did. I'm pretty sure, too. Because I think God made it that way where he can't deny it. Exactly. He had witnesses. Right. That's right. So he's going to have to yes. talk about it. Yeah. Where's where, where's that where's that scar from that battle we were in together? Yeah. They're gone. That's true. Yeah. It was a whole setup. Yeah. It's what God's good at. Well, yeah, because He's using them. Mm -hmm. He tells you that, but He doesn't recognize them until the end. Yeah. Now I know. Mm. Yeah. So you thought you were doing everything by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Exactly. And he doesn't. He never gives up on us. All right. Any more questions? Any more comments? I do too.
Yes, we just finished a small group, and I actually did it on Zoom. Yeah, so it was good. It's good. say thank you to those who joined us online and we'll see you back next week and thank you live audience for joining us. <laughs>